0: Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, God is one Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, today let us explore what we find in the words of St. John in his first epistle. St. John reminds us of the world's response to our faith. The apostle tells us, do not be surprised brothers and sisters that the world hates you. It is a solemn truth that as followers of Christ we may encounter rejection and animosity from the world around us. And unfortunately too often, right, that leads us not to stand boldly with Christ in our day-to-day life. The values of the world often conflict with the teachings of Christ, and this clash can lead to hostility. Take the example of our patron saint, St. Alban, who we celebrated just this past Thursday. Was St. Alban loved because he decided to follow Christ? Not at all. He lost his head for it. But let us not be discouraged, for the Apostle John here reassures us of the good news that we belong to God that His Son, Jesus Christ, abides in us and that the Holy Spirit has given us new life. We're children of the Heavenly Father who loves us with an everlasting love of love that surpasses every understanding we have. Of the people who love us surpasses anything we can imagine about love. In illustrating this truth, we turn to the parable we read in St. Luke's Gospel where Jesus speaks of a great banquet prepared by a man who invited many guests. However, when the time for the feast arrived, one after another, they began to make excuses. This worked just like a a big wedding or something else uh, today. These people knew that this feast was coming up. They'd been invited months ahead of time. This wasn't a surprise to them. And here they are making excuses. Right, One said he'd purchased a field and needed to go see it, and yes, that might seem a little strange to us, right? We usually go check places out before we buy them, right? That's not how it worked in the ancient world. You often, because of the ju- Jubilee year, where all property was basically returned to people, it's probably, this was late in the, in the Jubilee period. There was no reason to go see it. You had to give it back sooner or later. You just sort of rented stuff, right, for uh, maybe up to seven years. But as it got later and later, you might have it for a year or a couple of years and you knew that and you wouldn't pay quite as much and you just pay for it and you go check it out later and another said he bought oxen and needed to test them and another claimed to just have married and couldn't attend now these were these reasonable excuses yes in fact they actually were in fact some of them were guaranteed excuses by jewish law for example that one about i've just got married In Jewish law, no one could be called to act during the first year of marriage with regard to military duty or any other business. So this man was well within his rights to say, hey, I'm not coming today. And of course, as we approach July 4th, I bet we are starting to think about our rights, our God-given rights, right? But my dear brothers and sisters, how often do we hide behind excuses? hide behind our God-given freedom. And that freedom indeed is God-given. So when it comes to responding to the call of our Lord, how often do you let your freedom, the distractions, the preoccupations of this world take precedence over your relationship with God? The world entices us with, our, with its fleeting pleasures and empty promises. We might find ourselves sometimes succumbing to its allurements, Let us not forget that the banquet to which we are called is far more significant and fulfilling than anything the world can offer. St. John the Apostle reminds us of the importance of love in our Christian journey. He says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Love is the distinguishing mark of a true disciple of Christ. It is through our love for one another that we demonstrate our transformation from death to life, from darkness to light. Love is not merely a feeling or an emotion. It's an action. It's a choice we make every day to extend grace, mercy, and compassion to those around us. What choice are you making? Returning to St. Luke's parable, we witness the host's reaction to the excuses of the invited guests. He becomes angry and sends his servants to invite others, specifically those who are marginalized and overlooked, the poor, the disabled, the outcasts. And in so doing, the host exemplifies God who has such inclusive and boundless love. He desires for everyone to come and experience the richness of his kingdom. So, in our lives, let us not be exclusive or selective in our acts of kindness and compassion. Yes, we have boundaries. Yes, we do not believe that everything is permissible. In fact, our Lord and Savior Himself tells us that if we love Him, we must follow His commandments. But that's because we already have a binding relationship with Him. Don't forget the rest of our Lord's life here on earth one of welcoming inclusion how often was he admonished by the jewish leadership for dining and interacting with the riffraff with the sinners the sinners just like you and me right we wouldn't be here if he didn't interact with us and we're called to do the same thing when we go outside these doors we are called to love everyone wherever they are so let us be inclusive inviting those who have been pushed to the margins of society, offering them a place at the table of fellowship and belonging. And by doing so, we participate in that divine work of redemption and reflect the character of our loving God. We don't condone every action of every other person that we see as harming themselves by interacting with them. But by interacting with them, we we invite them to the table of a better life. We invite them to be closer to our Lord because, even as much as we fail to mimic him, we know that when we do, we're better human beings. And we hope that those we invite to the table are open to the same and that the same will be true for them. So, as I conclude our reflection, the Apostle John leaves us with a powerful encouragement Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. That means let our love be real. Let it be sacrificial. You've got to give of yourself, at least partly, if not completely. So go meet your neighbor where they are, whether your neighbor is your spouse, your kids, your friends, your colleagues. Or maybe it really is your next door neighbor. Or the stranger on the street. Let's meet them there, wherever they are. And let the thought that we should love not with words or speech, but actions, and in truth be the driving force behind your every thought, word, and deed. Because that's how we become an icon of Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's how we meet them as Christ would meet them. How he shows his love to those around us and to ourselves. So may we, dear brothers and sisters, embrace the truth of our epistle and gospel readings today, embracing the reality that when we do this, quite frankly, it's pretty likely the word "world" is going to hate us. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. The world needs you. You are the beloved children of God. Let's not make excuses, but respond wholeheartedly to the invitation to fellowship with our Lord and to engage. With our, help, our fellow human beings, wherever they may be. And when we do, may our love be evident in our actions, drawing others closer to the abundant and transformative love of Christ from wherever they sit right now. Amen. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.